Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. Um, one cooks rice. The other also can probably cook rice. Well, but the multi-cooker can also... The rice cooker can also cook things that aren't rice, though, because my friend brought over brownies the other day that she'd made in her rice cooker. Oh, yeah. Well, then that sounds like it cooks numerous things. So it sounds like a rice cooker is also a multi-cooker. So, so it sounds the like same thing. the same product. Sounds like is it like the same. calling Guys, an oven? it's very important that we do this episode. We've convened on an emergency basis. Yeah, what's going on? Because you text us both saying, there's a massive emergency. Oh my God, it's so serious. We need to come online and speak right now. Hello. Get on Zoom. And yeah, welcome yeah, to Do You Love Us? A... What are we? <laughs> a podcast, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> what Very do I loose usually say? Term. <laughs> a cultural analysis of the history, cultural impact and music of Manic Street Preachers. I'm Adam Scott Glasspool. I'm with Steve Murphy. Hello. And Lucas Way. It's critical analysis. What did I say? You said cultural. cultural. You said cultural okay. twice. It, look, we, <laughs> we don't have the time <laughs> to quibble about who said what. It's well, very you important. know you said something and it was wrong. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Today, Manic Street Preachers released Gold Against the Soul. Uh, reissue again it's expanded they they re-released it gold again the soul it <laughs> it has been remastered have you guys oh. heard it uh, i've what? heard i've heard the original yeah yeah okay we obviously have done the album in uh, excruciating detail how, how, how do you feel how do you guys feel I remember you kind of liking the album. Steve, I think you gave it a six, and Lucas, you gave it a five. Yeah. I think that's well, right. Is, is it still a the, five? Hang on, that's what, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you gave it on the the episode. Um, we don't have time to get into that. This is going to be a short episode. How do you guys feel about 
remasters and reissues. Uh, can't tell the difference, so couldn't give a shit. Cool. I find I struggle to fo- see the difference a lot of the time. Probably because you listen to it and you can't see the difference. Sometimes I struggle to hear the difference. I'll tell you what, Steve. It's actually easier to see the difference than it is to hear the difference. In the case of is it because there's no difference? I will say, no. like, a Deep Purple album remastered sounds way better than the non-remastered version. But if they're kind of semi-recent, then no. Nah. Now, does it, or does it just sound louder? Hmm... Doesn't that just depend entirely on the volume you've set your device to? No. Thinking of the one thing I can think of that is thinking of the one thing I can think of mm. um, <laughs> is that it usually sounds a bit deeper and less tinny. There's usually a bit more bass. It's it's kind of as a result of what's called the loudness wars. Have you guys heard of the loudness wars? Yes. One of, one of my favourite albums is is a has come a cropper of that. The Metallica album. Yeah, the Metallica album. <laughs> Which album are you talking about? Uh, it's a music. We're not allowed to mention them on a mini show. Come on, <laughs> okay. we haven't got time. We, we haven't got, got time. time. We, we don't have time. We must stay focused. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, it, it, it came into fashion like when CD started. Oasis sort of kicked it off um, because they wanted a fuller sound without actually having to play any more parts on the album. And the best way Great. to do that is a thing called dynamic range compression. You guys heard of compression? Yeah, I don't know what it does. You yeah, do it does it some, stuff. It does something. So it makes it, it brings the quiet parts of a recording up to the same volume as the loud parts. That seems like a bad choice. Uh it, it can't be, be quiet just, for a reason. It just evens everything out. And you hear it okay. on the radio. That's why everything is the same volume on the radio because it's all so, been so would you say that every single film that Hans Zimmer has ever scored has really bad compression? Because you turn the volume up to listen to the dialogue and then the music starts and your ears bleed. Um, I don't think that's a fault of the music. That is a fault of uh, Christopher Nolan's sound mixing choices. Well, he does it all personally himself, everything, every single step exactly. of the way. So he like, he, his decision to make the dialogue much... Do you know what? We don't have time... <laughs> For a Christopher Nolan sound mixing conversation, okay? <laughs> the point is, it's become trendier and trendier to make things louder and louder and louder or hotter. And so therefore, people have been not just applying more and more dynamic range compression. They have also been raising the volume of, of how high that compression gets, which is why when I said it's easier to see a remastered album than it is to hear it because you'll mm. get just a flat top on everything it's called brick walling where they use a limiter to just put everything at the same volume mad uh, um okay Does that to, what, to what end to what yeah, end is exactly? to make everything louder but just just if i was going to listen to the old version of this album maybe i'll put the maybe i'll put my phone on six yeah and if i'm going to listen to the new one i'll i'll just put it on five because I want it to be a certain volume in my ears. Yeah. They don't get to decide that. I have okay, free will. I can decide because that. Because of the dynamic range compression, if you set your volume to a five and there's a bit that's just an acoustic guitar on its own, that might actually be more like a three. And then it's when the drums and the bass and the electric guitar kicks in that it would reach the five that you've set your phone to. That's dynamic range. That's why on a... 
uh, a sound file, you see the smaller bits and the bigger bits. And the bigger bits are it reaching five. I'm, seeing, mean, like, I'm seeing them right now as I talk. I was yeah, going to say, exactly. like, when you're editing, you see Lucas's as way louder than everyone else's. And... No, Lucas's is much quieter than everybody else's. Really? In places. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so... Mm. <laughs> we don't have time. We don't have Lucas time for Lucas bits. <laughs> so, um, when you listen to the original mix, the quiet bits mm. will be quiet and the loud bits yeah. will be loud. On a remaster, quite often, if it's done pretty lazily, everything is loud. That can work. But it can from work. What I remember from this album is it is quite varied. There's a lot of dynamic range on this album. Mm. The other thing that a, that a dynamic range compressor does is that it puts like so every part of this album. Say if there's two guitars playing at once plus a a, a lead guitar part plus drums, that will just all be at the same volume, hitting the the brick wall limiter as it's called, yeah. just hitting as high as it can be. Lucas, you asked why. Um, there was it was just spuriously thought that people preferred their records louder, and that's it. That's it. They, so they thought louder now. records sold more. I can see why. If I'm listening to a song and then there's a one minute long acoustic bit in the middle, that I want to better hear it clearly, and I don't want to have to. Cr- pop my volume up a little bit mm-hmm. and then a minute later turn it back down again so i can but, see but the value that, in that that band has made an artistic decision to do that initially like there's a brand new song that gets very 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 quiet and then it just comes right back in to the point where it actually makes you jump a bit yeah and that's done on purpose if that was compressed then he when he's basically whispering that's going to be super loud and it will completely lose all of that and, right and and kind of yeah and and don't get me wrong there's dynamic range compression on every bit of uh, music that you listen to it's just these yeah. remasters and as time has gone on it's gotten so more and more extreme basically has anyone ever remastered a remaster yeah and yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah oh for goodness yeah. sake uh, the manics okay, have sorry. you know i imagine you the beatles tenths. have haven't they who who when you get like tenth anniversary mix of the Holy Bible and the twentieth anniversary mix of the Holy Bible, that's three different masters you've got now. Um, Fine, but they haven't they haven't taken the remaster and remastered the remaster. They've gone well. Back no, the, again th- the thing about remastering again. is you always go back to the original masters. Sure. Yes. Um, Hence the name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the I'm guessing as well. This will now be moving forward. How most people will hear this album because that's what will be on Spotify soon enough. I imagine. Well, interestingly, they're both on Spotify for now. Well, there are two versions of Everything Must Go on Spotify as well. For now. For now. But <laughs> interestingly, this is the thing. Um, so in like the late 90s, early 2000s, mid 2000s, that's when the real loudness war was sort of kicking off. Albums were coming out, not remastered versions, but just new albums were coming out incredibly loud. And if you have everything dynamically compressed and hitting the top of the brick wall limiter, as it's called, everything just sounds confused there's an rem album called accelerate that gave people headaches because it had been mastered to the maximum volume all the time so it's just you can't pick out the guitar parts it just sounds like the same sounds like noise even listen to a low volume it just sounds a bit like a garbled mess now Mm, like me yeah a little bit well now that this this is a no a very commonly known thing 
that the loudness wars is a thing and that you know it has these effects mm. aren't a lot of bands now actively trying to avoid that they are yes a lot of bands are putting dynamic range back into their mixes but do you know what's triggered that what streaming services right if because you put, streaming you, services compress everything they don't anyway. compress they lower the volume of everything right so if if you um this is very boring, I'm sure. But if you upload your music to Spotify, it will appear three active decibels lower than the mix that you have. And that's the same for, like, it basically brings every piece of music that's on Spotify to the same volume. Yeah, sure. That makes sense, I guess. Which is why, exactly like you were saying, Lucas, you don't want to be fiddling around with your volumes when you're listening to a playlist on Shuffle. So across Spotify, more or less, everything's at the same volume. Mm. So that is kind of killing the loudness wars, as it were, and you find a lot more dynamic range being put back into songs. Now, let's talk about Gold Against the Soul. The remaster... By Manic Street Preachers. And, 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 and if we're going to talk about the remaster, then I'm going to remaster. So there'll be a jump in volume here, just as a warning to listeners. Gold Against the Soul is very loud. It is a very loud remaster. What, uh, well, the new one is, is particularly bad for that. Not bad, but like particularly guilty of it. Do you know what? It's not, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be because a lot of the lazier sort of remasters are, are a bit like that. And it works okay. really well on the quiet bits, like the verses of From Despair to Wear. But if there's ever lots of stuff playing at once, it's just a mess, honestly. Like the synth, the synth like lead guitar part in Nostalgic Pusheed gets completely kind Puss of swallowed head. in the mess. Sorry? Pusheed, yeah, carry on. Gets completely... So I thought we'd all agreed that it was <laughs> Pusheed. And that is the slogan. We agreed it was Pusheed. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm writing on my T-shirt in December. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it all just kind of gets a bit... Uh, garbled. A bit garbled, a bit difficult to listen to. Ah. Oh. What do I you, was really hoping you, you'd what, really what like it. What do you it. think of it, Steve? Of the remaster? Yeah. The one I haven't heard. Oh, okay. And what do you <laughs> think of it, Lucas? Uh, I think it's not as good. Mm. Is that because Adam told you? Because Adam said told you. so much. Uh, I have a question. Is Life's Becoming a Landslide still a banger? Ooh. Ooh. <sighs> it's oh, not no. as good. It's not as yeah. good. You can't discern the parts in it when it gets loud, as well as you could on the old one. So is it now only the second best thing ever recorded? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it might be. What would be first uh, for you? Last Becoming a Landslide, the original version. The original, yes, of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, it's a bit disappointing. It's not my gold against the soul, basically. Um, yeah. I think I'll still go... It's not my precedent. <laughs> it's hashtag <laughs> not my precedent. Why do you think that they've decided to do it to that album and um, release it obviously no because it's, have. It, if it's 20 it's it's 27th anniversary steve sure so okay but like <laughs> it was more about i guess steve it's 27 years old and as you know a lot of people like to celebrate the 27th year of an album's release yeah yeah but a lot of 
people die at 27, so maybe this should have done. We're not allowed to talk about that. <laughs> we're not we, do, we, 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 we covered Look. that. We're not allowed to talk about that. <laughs> is the album any different in terms of has the track list changed? Because it's, track I mean, list has not changed. I mean, on, Wik- on Wikipedia, it doesn't list it as a different version. Don't use Wikipedia then. Wow. It still only lists the Ridge. Japanese um, bonus disc, Japanese 1998 re-release bonus tracks, and the Japanese 2009 re-release bonus disc. Mm. So do you think it was more done <laughs> quickly because they wanted to um, put out more records, make more money, uh, put out like vinyls and t-shirts and things, and think, I suppose we better remaster while we're doing that. Adam's doing the bunts. Just rubbing my fingers together there. It feels yeah. a little bit like a cash grab. Um, uh, it's okay. It's just not. It's not my. It's not my president. It, it's just not my president. It's, it's not your president, Brie. Exactly. Yeah. Um, d- the demos are fine. Right. So it's got stuff you haven't heard yet. It's got. It. It's got some B sides on there, and it's got. That you haven't heard, or uh, no? I've heard all the B sides, but the demos yeah. are things that I hadn't heard. They're not especially so- sort of of. Uh, it's not especially like enlightening I don't think so a minute ago when I asked if they've added anything with the track list different and you said no what you meant to say was yes they've put some demos on it <laughs> but the track listing of the actual album the 10 tracks aren't the same because if you remember when we talked about This Is My Truth they had yeah. replaced one of the tracks Fine. on the remastered yes, version so the album remains idea. intact then there's b-sides and then there's demos and some remixes as well that's the other thing about this uh, remaster is there is six versions of Rose's uh in the hospital it's one of them wow. trance i think there is a little <laughs> trancey one actually oh yes. Interesting. yeah no way yeah is yeah. one death metal yeah steve there's one yeah. death metal one yeah yeah it's is one just bob the builder yeah steve there's one on yeah. there that's just yeah just the bob the builder song <laughs> is there is it possible that three of the versions are the og psycho vocal mix the 51 Funk Salute mix and the ECG mix, because they were released in 1998. No, no. I want to hear the it's funk just one. the funk, the metal, and the Bob the Builder. <laughs> okay. The ones you mentioned. <laughs> what about, you just said there was a trance one then, so you lied. Uh, that is the funk one. It's like funk trance. Oh, good recovery. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise this was going to be such a gotcha <laughs> anyway, look, the album's a good album. I like the album. It's a lot of fun. It's just yeah. this just is not my my preferred version of it, and I'm sorry. Six out of ten. I don't remember yeah. the album very well. Like looking through the tra- track list, I'm like, uh, La Tristesa Dorera. Yeah, I remember that. Life's becoming a landslide. I remember that. I remember drug, drug, druggy. I remember. Rose and, uh, I couldn't tell you how from despair to where it goes. That's the one you nothinged. Couldn't tell you how your I couldn't tell you how yourself goes. I used to do yourself. No, that's a different one. No, that's no, that's no, that's scream to a sigh. Yeah, scream to a sigh. Yeah, don't remember much of this. You know, you must remember Symphony of Tourette. That was one of your favourite songs on that. Don't remember it. Don't remember it goes. Ah, yeah. So now does that sound like? Yeah, it does. Cool. <laughs> Can we fix it? That's just in the background of that one. Yeah, <laughs> they've put it on the whole album. It's a bit of a really odd, odd. really mm. odd. It's just louder. Well, so, it's just so, louder. Yeah, so you're, I actually bet Neil Morrissey likes 
the Manic Street Preachers. He looks like someone who would like the Manic yeah, Street Preachers, does, doesn't, doesn't he? he? Do you? Are you disappointed then, Adam? No, I'm not disappointed because I you think, expected. It. I think I knew that's what it was going to be. It's yeah, the, what are you sure. really expecting? It's a remaster. The away, You're not going to get something new and sexy to listen to. The Send Away the Tigers remaster was was more or less the same. But I, well, you know, mm. I would just I would like to hear them like actually sort of, you know, just uh, I don't know. There's a better way to remaster things. I think has if, an if, album ever been remade? Um, I bet it has. Like actually recorded again entirely from probably scratch. you mean like they did with crash bandicoot yes like they did with <laughs> crash bandicoot <laughs> it's not remastered it was a remake right yeah yeah fine. yeah <laughs> do you know what so some, manix are crash bandicoot some confirmed. um some bands uh, when they release a greatest hits, and I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's some that release greatest hits, but they like re-record all of the songs for it. That's exactly what I'm talking about. There is something recently. Oh god, that's going to piss me off. What's going to piss you off? The um, well, interestingly, I'm sure it, um, Manic Street Preachers. That is going to piss me off. In, Manic Street Preachers did re-record "Motorcycle Emptiness" for the next thing that we're covering, "Forever Delayed." What? But but then didn't release it. Oh, <laughs> oh man! Wait, what? Well, you can't you can't improve on perfection. Wait, so they recorded it, but it's not actually on the thing we're going to cover. No, it's on YouTube. So we're not going to discuss it then. You'll like it, Lucas. It's got more strings on it. Oh, look at his little eyebrows! They've he, just shot off his forehead. He had to go away <laughs> and learn how to play the violin. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, so yeah. Anticlimax. I mean, yeah, you just expected it, but did you still think maybe it might be? I was really hoping good? for more of an uncle climax. <laughs> that does not sound good. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. <laughs> sure, you know, each to their own. Ah. Uh. Oh. So we got another two hours and forty minutes yeah. to keep talking. So what do we yeah. want to talk about? <laughs> it's an interesting little artifact. It's a weird album that the band don't really like. So it's interesting to see them kind of reappraise it. I've I've seen the book that it comes in, and it looks very nice. It's got one hundred and twenty pages with lots of glossy photos, which I'll pick up when it's cheaper. Yeah, but how uh, much was like the big collector's a dish? Uh, well, oh God. Well, the way they sold it is you can either get you can get you've got the A4 book, right? Or you can get the vinyl, okay? Or you can get them together, okay? Yeah. Or yeah. you can get them together and signed. Or you can get them together and signed with a T-shirt. Or you can get just the A4 book and a T-shirt. Or you can get just the vinyl and a T-shirt. What was the most expensive thing? I don't know. Like Obviously, all the stuff together. Seventy, some money, eighty quid or something. Have you guys ever bought any sort of like remaster or box set or anything? I'm sitting right next to one. Is this the origin of the Muse? The origin of Muse, yeah. Mm. It's the first two albums re-somethinged, remastered, I guess. Yeah, remastered, yeah. And then with loads of B-sides and demos and book and stuff. Fle- Fleet Foxes did a nice little box set of the original EP and the first album. Uh, not the original EP, um, the Sun Giant EP, and it had like lots of nice little artwork bits and pieces in there, and it they was got nice. That? I bought it, yeah. 
How often do you guys get those box sets out and have a little flick through them? Well, I bought this since we've been doing this podcast. I think we talked about it in one of the first episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hasn't moved. Yeah. Have you opened it? Have you opened it once? It, I've unwrapped the cellophane and I've looked and had a little flick through it. Yeah. Uh, vinyls remain unlistened to so far. CDs remain unlistened to with all the B-sides and the demos. So I haven't actually listened to any of it yet. But it, it's sitting Foxes on the side to, to remind me. No, Fo- Steve, I'm talking. Don't interrupt me. Steve, please Steve, don't interrupt Lucas. Please don't interrupt Steve. me. I, I, do not, I do not really appreciate being really interrupted. That's yeah, really it is rude. It's really not acceptable to interrupt someone, Steve. Say sorry. You should apologise, <laughs> Steve. Steve, you should apologise. I'm taking the bait. It's it's but it, it's sitting on the side. <laughs> it's sitting on the side, but and not in on the shelf with all the other Muse stuff because I'm not archiving it away yet because it's to remind myself that I do need to at some point deal with it and and listen to it and like you know at least get something out of my 150 quid oh was it 150 quid I think 120 one moment please Steve say the thing you interrupted me with he's going to look up his original receipt or something I bought the Fleet Foxes one to listen to I bought the Fleet Foxes one to listen to yeah because I didn't have the Sun Giant EP and I thought I might as well get it with all the nice bits. Should we just go? Yep. That is 20 minutes. Yep. If if not more. Lucas, Sorry. hurry. Hurry, Lucas. Uh, I can't see how much I paid for it. I can see how much it costs now. 20 Which quid. Is. Where's they all gone? No, they're all gone. So uh, cheapest one on Amazon is uh, 340 quid. There you go. Wow. So I could sell my one for 340 quid. Not now it's been unwrapped. Uh, yeah. No, well, you say that, uh, but people are idiots and buy <laughs> buy box sets that cost that 150 is. quid and don't listen to them. That is a good point. Yeah. I mean, today I rebought a game that I own because I couldn't be bothered to put the disc in. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was right, gonna... no, actually, hold on. I was going to actually. I'm thinking about it. you. Said it was extra seven quid or something, right? Well, no. So... I reckon if I, I reckon if I was sat on the sofa and really lazy and I had a pizza and a beer. And someone said, I'll give you seven, no, pay me seven quid and I'll change the disc for you. I would. So fair enough. And it, well, it's not that because I'm not going to, I'm not playing f- it any, I'm not playing it right now. Uh, I, <laughs> okay. But I was, it's on my list of to play and I've got it on a disc that I bought, but I don't want to have discs anymore. So, Adam, I, so I bought the game on sale on PlayStation for 15 quid and 15 quid's all right. And now uh, I've Adam, got the game on a disc if someone wants it. Adam, do you think that it has changed your opinion of the album in any way? Adam, do you want a copy no. of Hitman 2? Because I've got it. I've, I've got, got it, it over here. I've bought it. I've ah. got it. Don't worry, no, it CEX, CEX will give me eight quid for it. So if really it only cost me, it only cost so me seven quid. This out. Nah, nah, I'm nah. nah. This people so like much. the long, wanting to keep, people wanting like to keep the longer episodes, don't they? So let's really keep going. <laughs> we live in urban hell and uh, we destroy rock and roll. A, B, C, D, E. <laughs> Bye. Go on, Lucas, what happened to your hair? Well, I decided for fun this morning to use my fiance's uh, detangler 
mm-hmm. like, in the shower to like slick it back as combed, like slick back as I could humanly make it as tight to the head, like Leonardo DiCaprio just... from Inception. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and then and then <laughs> let it and then let it dry naturel. Hmm. And uh, to see what would happen, and what happens is I get Leonardo DiCaprio from from uh, <laughs> Titanic. Yeah, <laughs> I get a little lovely little centre parting and a little like what's one of them called? A little N sync or something. <laughs>